Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. for the dynamic trio before we take a little bit of a break and then get back at you a little recharging and things of that nature spending that holiday break keep the text coming on the charlotte men's clinic text line 704-570-9610 hit that follow button on the social medias of wfnz on twitter and x at wesson walker on twitter at West Bryan underscore 72, at Walker Mail, at HTB underscore Josh on X and Instagram. And now, folks, let's get to it. It is time for the Campus Corner. Listen, man, we know that Florida State is still upset about their CFP snub. And Andrea Adelson, friend of the show, has reported that Florida State has had renewed in-depth discussions about its long-term future in the ACC in recent weeks with talks reignited following the Seminoles' admission from the college football playoffs earlier this month. And they said that while no meetings have been set with the Board of Trustees, they said that they have started the discussions yet again about their future. She says, quote, while there has been renewed discussion, no Board of Trustees meeting has been called. To be clear, Florida State is not leaving the ACC in the near term, but is merely weighing its options, a difficult task that also has come with trepidation among some involved in the talks. And so we've seen politicians getting involved in this and letters being passed back and forth. But at this point, is it just time for Florida State to get over it already? We did the same thing with UCF. This was so predictable that Florida State, UCF, whoever goes undefeated and doesn't get a shot at the college football championship, they're going to milk this thing for all it's worth, and they ain't done yet. And so now here's Florida State, Mike Norvell, talking about how it's been one of the hardest months, hardest couple of weeks leading up to their bowl game. Like, I get it. I know it doesn't just go away. I get the sting. I Look, I don't know about Florida State just needing to forget it and move on already. Like, I understand how bad that hurts to go undefeated and not to go to the college football championship. I get how frustrating that is. But, man, I, I just I can't tell you that I care about it as much anymore. Like, I, I did at the beginning. Even if I understood where the college football playoff committee was going when they said Florida State had to be left out in favor of Alabama and Texas and, of course, the other two undefeated schools, even if I understood their decision, it didn't mean that I felt great about it for those kids down in Tallahassee. It's not like I didn't have any sort of sympathy whatsoever. But, yeah, here we are about to get into January where – these guys, if they want to win a bowl game, I have to imagine they got to focus on the opponent and not being gypped by the college football playoff committee. Yeah, and so when you look at this game coming up against Georgia, and so far Florida State has lost Johnny Wilson. Uh, they've had several opt-outs, including Johnny Wilson, as I said, a wide receiver. Keon Coleman has opted out. Trey Benson, Jaheim Bell, Jared Versa. Pretty much all of the big dogs for Florida State will not be playing yeah. in this game. But as far as... It goes when you talk about 
to Florida State and if they should get over it? Yeah, I think they should at this point because there have been several, I believe, they outlined in the notes uh, in the letter replying to the politician from Florida saying that they believe that there was, I think, eight teams that have been undefeated that were left out of the college football playoffs. And so I think for Florida State, yes, it was a very tough moment. There's no question about it. And Florida State had a lot of merits that would lead to them getting into the playoffs. But I think at this point, what's done is done. And the Seminoles just have to turn the page and move on. And as far as the opt-outs in this game, I'm not a fan of it. But it'll still be interesting. These are two talented teams, so we'll get a glimpse of the future. They should start calling a lot of these bowls the future bowl because we're going to see a lot of these guys from Florida State and Georgia that are going to be shining next season. And so they'll get their head start in this bowl game. But, Fiddy, what do you think about the Nose? Do you think it's time that they move on? Um... <laughs> I'm really conflicted, man, because like moving on probably means the, the the end of my conference. But I don't blame them because they feel they, they feel like they didn't get a fair shake, and they understand that if this was a Big Ten or an SEC school, hell, even a Big Twelve school, they, they they're, they're they're probably in the playoff, even given the um, the circumstances of the quarterback play. So I don't know. I just. I just hate it that we're going into bowl season. We're into bowl season. We're, what, 10 days away from the playoff. And it feels like we're not talking about the games. We're talking about off-the-field stuff. And I just wish we could talk about the games while we still have games to be played. Yeah, and so with Florida State and that same token, you know, I'll say this. I just think that if they go to another conference, I'm sorry, but... I know you have confidence in your school if you're Florida State Board of Trustees and this, that, and the third, but who thinks they're going to go on to the Big Ten or the SEC and go undefeated ever? Because I don't see it. And I know that you should never say never about things, but I just think Florida State would have a much tougher road uh, to be able to get to the college football playoffs going to one of these conferences, especially now that they're super conferences. It's going to be hard for the best teams in those leagues right now to go undefeated, much less of Florida State or the Clemsons or whoever else is thinking about moving on. But just like so many other things, it's all about the money, right? It is. So when you're such a big draw that the ACC relies on and Florida State feels like they could get more money and a better share going somewhere else, then it's not necessarily them thinking solely about, hey, how can we get to the college football playoff? Yes, I'm sure it plays a part here, but it's really the money as the driving force, not, oh, we can't make the college football playoff because we go undefeated and then we still didn't get in a top four spot. It's going to expand to 12 anyway. It's all about the money for that. Well, I do think it is about the money, but I do think to an extent Florida State does want that path to be able to get to the college football playoff. This is a proud program. They want to be able to say that, hey, we're among the nation's elite, and we've proven it by getting to the college football playoffs. I do think the money plays into it. But it's going to be top 12 anyway next year. It is going to be top 12, yeah, so they will have an easier chance of getting into it. So moving on, man, Dabo Sweeney, every once in a while, well, not even every once in a while, you know, Dabo will pop up in that feed and be trending, and this time it's not for a great reason. Clemson legend. Terry Kennard, a guy that is in Clemson's ring of honor after an All-American career with the Tigers. He spoke of mistreatment of his son and said that he made Jaden's last two practices the worst experience of the entirety of the time when he was there. He purposely belittled Jaden, insulted him, and called him names. This two-day public onslaught went far beyond anything resembling any kind of appropriate coach-to-athlete exchange. 
Coaches can use tough tactics when trying to get the best out of a player. This was definitely not that. It became obviously personal, and it was obviously overkill. And so Dabo has responded to it, and he said that they had an accountability run. Coach Batson schedules these runs all throughout the year. That's their strength coach. He said most of the teams didn't have to run, but one team did have to run several over and backs, he said. There were about five or six guys who got their butts chewed out, and they earned it. He said football at this level is not for everybody. The discipline, accountability, and toughness is hard at this level, Dabo Sweeney said. And so just from the reputation, from what I've known from him, from what I've seen from Clemson players, I've never heard anything like this before. And Dabo pretty much told you in the quote, yeah, he got aired out. Doing these accountability runs wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And so he got at him. And his dad probably didn't like it. I don't know uh, if there's any entitlement there because of his status as a Clemson legend. And I'm not going to 100% just dismiss what he said. It could have been something there. But I just have never heard this before from any Clemson player. And for Dabo to come out and confirm, like, yeah, he got he got chewed out. There were several players who this happened to. Uh, I find this situation interesting. I think at the end of the day, it's not going to uh, affect Dabo a ton. But, you know, what do you make of this? I don't think it's going to affect him because it is uh, only one complaint. Unless this leads to more saying, actually, no, this is something that happens in behind closed doors and happens on the football field then maybe it leads to something significant where it hurts his recruiting, hurts whatever. But, I mean, we have seen him get hot at players on the sideline. I can remember that fake punt where he goes after a punter, and he just starts publicly reaming them. And so I might not have heard it from other players, but we did see it in prime time when we got to watch him. Um, I think it was Georgia Tech when you had that fake punt, just go after whoever that punter was a while back. And so we've seen him like this, but no, I don't think that there's anything on any big-time volume to the point where it's going to lead to real change with Dabo or cause a real controversy. Dabo, I mean, uh, Fiddy, is this uh, a situation where kids are just being a bit too soft, or what, what do you think? <laughs> oh, Wes, don't put me in that position. <laughs> well, I know how you are. You're very old school. I mean, I, I, you know, not to make light of the situation, but just wondering your thoughts. No, I mean, I think it's just something where – you know, I, I think all all coaches are learning to adapt to this new this new generation of athlete, and you've got to find you've got to find other ways to motivate and get your message across. I do think Dabo maybe is right up there with Kirby and Nick Saban, where maybe he's got enough cachet to to do it his way, and you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But it doesn't mean that he's still not going to get backlash from former alumni that played at a high level at Clemson. Yeah, it, it, this is a situation I feel like it's probably going to end up blowing over after a while. But, uh, you know, for the dad and as a father myself, I can understand a little bit where he is coming from. But I thought, you know, Dabo coming out and saying, yeah, guys are getting chewed out for not doing what they were supposed to do. Now, I don't know the exact language that was used. And I do feel like coaches can sometimes go over the line with what they say. I've just never heard of that coming out of the Clemson program. And lastly, uh, if you go check out social media, Wake Forest Football's Twitter, they take you on a tour of their new $38 million, 60,000 square foot facility that includes hyperbaric sleep chambers for napping, 
that helps with inflammation after practices, 130 lockers that gives players plenty of space, players' lounge, nutrition station, and hot and cold pool areas, as well as the customary team meeting rooms. I will be spending some time down there soon and definitely going to get in one of those hyperbaric chambers for all of the information uh, that I suffer from. But this this is a great gift for Wake Forest. And now it's just interesting because at first the arms race was all about facilities. Now it's facilities and money. This is a nice gift for Wake Forest and it's definitely going to be able to help them. But how much would you factor in facilities if you were a recruit uh, coming out these days? Oh, I think I would factor it in a lot because that's your everyday life. You're going to those facilities every single day that you're on campus, whether it be for treatment, whether it be for practice, whatever. You're going to be living amongst all of that infrastructure. So, of course, it's going to be something that is important to you during the recruiting process. The one thing I'll say is how much do these kids care about hyperbaric chambers maybe they do but i'm gonna guess they care about other things a little bit more so i just remember anthony gonzalez do you that's the thing i think of immediately i don't know if anybody else thinks this too but when anthony gonzalez was at ohio state and this was like 2007 around that time transitioning into the nfl i remember them doing espn doing a feature on him sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber to help with all the things you just talked about and it was like galaxy brain stuff at the time whoa, what's going on? This guy's really ahead of the game. He's really doing something to help himself out here. And then eventually his career ended, I believe, because of just some injuries that he was suffering. But Anthony Gonzalez, a real pioneer in the hyperbaric chamber category. And it's interesting to see where it is right now, where Wake Forest is spending so much money to have these types of machines on their campus. Yeah, I think uh, when I send you guys a video of me sleeping in the hyperbaric chamber, I will let you know uh, how it is in there, okay, and how refreshed I feel when I get up. 